Hey everybody, it's Richard Blaine. That's not my real name, so I have to take a moment to think about it. what's my name again? <laughs> Richard Blaine with Other Humanity. And I'm going to try something different today. I'm going to play a little song for you. Yeah. Snatch is going to be a jailbreak. Then Lizzie. All right. So that's the backdrop of what I'm going to be talking about right now. Tonight there's going to be a jailbreak. <laughs> okay. Now, this has to do with a chapter I, I wrote and I, I was just reading through it. I'm going to share it with you called Fake News. And I wrote this back in, I don't know, before uh, Trump was elected. 2016, 2017, the, the whole political season. And towards the end of that chapter, I talk about jailbreak. <laughs> now, I've already given away who the band was, I think. But if not, then um, maybe you didn't hear me, but we'll be talking about that later. But So I'm going to share a little bit uh, with this chapter that I wrote called Fake News, and then I want to go into another chapter called, Oh God, I Love Rock and Roll. Okay. So without further ado, uh, the term fake news has become a buzzword here in the 2016-2017 political season. The latest episode has President-elect Donald Trump cutting off a CNN journalist and calling him fake news due to their broadcasting unverified allegations along with BuzzFeed which then found its way into a national security briefing. Well, that ruffled a few feathers because the term fake news was supposed to be meant for small fly-by-night news organizations and blogs, which put forth unverified agenda-driven stories. And I guess Trump's point was that CNN did just that. Thus, the term fake news applies to them too. Wow, this is going, but can you remember the, the days when Trump was not elected yet? <laughs> Not much has changed, though. He was on CNN's case back then. Now, I'm going to keep reading my chapter here. Also, it should be noted, because, I, but I, by the way, I am going to tie this in to what I normally talk about, so hang in there with me, because I'm not here to talk about politics. Now, it should be noted that the term may have originated to cast doubt on right-wing news organizations that don't enjoy the blessings of the mainstream but the term eventually was turned against the mainstream, considered by some to be left-wing. Regardless, for the sake of this writing, uh, I don't much care about the political season of 26-2017, although many do speak of it as an end-of-the-world scenario. I'm more interested in the, in the best-selling book, which often speaks of that very topic, and how it may have been the original purveyor of fake news. You know it. You love it. The Bible. It's a beautiful book, I can't deny it. A collection of stories about Jewish people, plus modified sayings of the wise in Proverbs, and visions and dreams to close it out. Uh, the book of Revelation. The odd thing is the segments of stories that many took to be factually true. That's where we enter into the fake news arena. 
Like any good phishing scam, the good book purports to be from a reputable company. Now, let me just say that again. Like any good phishing scam, that's spelled P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, a phishing scam. For those of you who don't know much about you know, internet marketing and stuff, and that's kind of a scam in email. Now, in this case, the founder of the earth that we live on, the creator of all, that's the reputable company that the book purports to, is, is from. All right, I kind of broke that down in a strange way. Like any good phishing scam, the good book purports to be from a reputable company. In this case, the founder of the earth that we live in, that we live on, the creator of all. Of course, you're not going to just accept that right off the bat. You know about emails promising funding from Nigeria, right? It's not likely you'd buy a scam like that. But this one's different. Hundreds of people are swearing to you that it's all real known in marketing as a testimonial. And just like Google or Yelp, if there are enough five-star reviews, the one- and two-star ones get pushed down and become forgotten, lost in the sea of positive praise. Mm-hmm. I see where we're going with this. Still, on Yelp, at least there's an algorithm that detects good or bad reviews that aren't real and places them in an alternate place. You can still see them if you click around, but they aren't displayed prominently. Okay, I go on and on talking about one-star reviews, five-star reviews. And what I'm driving at is that you don't hear any negative reviews about Christianity because those people are not encouraged to speak out. They're encouraged to get help. They're encouraged to maybe join a Bible study, maybe a prayer group, and they'll, they'll pray for you. But they don't want you going out there speaking about Christianity. They kind of want you to chill out, don't speak out. And so that's the way that any negative reviews are not really heard about. Uh, maybe nowadays with the internet, things like that, blogs such as Oh, the Humanity, it may be that people might hear a couple, you know, a few negative reviews. But even even this one that I'm doing, I'm sort of hiding myself. I'm using a fake name, and I'm not even sharing this podcast with my Facebook friends. I mean, it's basically a secret, and I don't know why, but you know, I think I've explained it. And that is. Uh, I'm not yet out in the public as a non-believer or an atheist. So, Anyway, to keep reading my chapter a little bit, a church is safe, too, from such allegations. Fake what? This is the church. They feed poor people. Kind of like politicians care about the children. Whether or not the premise of the organization is based on a centuries-old compilation of passed-along half-truths is irrelevant. It's too late for that argument. There's also something called social momentum. <laughs> when I looked up this term, I thought it might refer to social movements like Christianity, but it was more about picking up girls. Headline, how to ramp up social momentum and meet loads of girls. <laughs> That's not exactly what I meant, but the concept is the same. As a movement such as Christianity gathers steam, 
and picks up followers, it changes into an unstoppable force. Not unlike Tom on his second drink and second nightclub. Feeling stronger. Feeling stronger. Hey, say, stranger, would you like to come to our prayer meeting Tuesday night? It'll change your life. Pick up artists of the evangelical kind. Home groups, watching DVDs, and studying God's Word. It's fun and good for the soul. There will be food and childcare. Another term which has appeared during this political season is echo chamber. Uh, it's defined as a metaphorical description of a situation in which information, ideas, or beliefs are amplified or reinforced by communication and repetition inside a defined system. Well, that's a fancy way of saying the things just get repeated over and over and ad infinitum. In politics and in the news media, it refers to the phenomenon where a story starts from a reputable source, say the New York Times, then gets bounced around to every local news affiliate until, lo and behold, the entire country seems to have the same opinion, often expressed with the same catchphrase. If the original source has a bias built in, then that bias gets spread around in similar fashion. Now, what about the Christian echo chamber? Aside from testimonials, songs, and books, there is nothing new under the Christian sun. And those original works all pull from the same source, the Bible. All right. Another aspect of an echo is that it's a sound that's repeated exactly, only slightly muted. A sound that's not an exact repeat stands out as suspect. It's easy to tell that something doesn't line up. Hey, that doesn't match. Like Weezer doing a cover of Africa by Toto. <laughs> something, I don't know, like an original font. Now, when I first started writing about this topic, it was for the freedom I felt of being allowed to have a free thought. What if I wrote about what I really felt about the concept of God? Not an echo, not a prescribed pattern of belief, but something real pulling from deep within. Now you may feel this sounds ridiculous. Of course, Christians can have original thoughts, right? But I'm here to tell you, in its purest form, Christianity is an echo chamber. Take contemporary Christian music, for example, or worship music in general. How many times do we need to repeat the same phrase, I love you, Lord? And by the way, uh, where does that come from? I'd say from the concept of angels. Revelation 5, angels exalt the Lamb. And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals. Anyway, that chapter is almost over. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I did feel to the point where I didn't have an original thought in my body, and now I'm out of that. It's scary out here. I'm a grain of sand in a vast beach, but this grain of sand had an original thought and turned off the echo pedal turned off the backing track. Let's go, boys. Tonight, there's going to be a jailbreak. Right? And that's where I get back to my song. Which is not playing for me. <laughs> okay. Oh, here it is. I want to go back. Pardon me. Tonight there's gonna 
a jailbreak somewhere in this town. See, me and the boys, we don't like it. So we're getting up and going down. Hot low, you can like to left. You see us coming, I think it's best. We move away, do you hear what I say? We're up my head. One, two, three, four. Life is gonna be a jailbreak. So I'm gonna hear the town. Tonight is gonna be a jam. So don't you be around. Pretty cool, man. <laughs> we used to jam on that in high school. So, I mean, the reason I'm playing that song is because I kind of felt like I broke out of jail when I had a, a uh, an original thought, a free thought. And I thought, well, what? why do I believe in God? Or or do I even believe in God? And I started writing about it. And I sort of broke out of jail, which was always the same thoughts, the same books. Just repeat after me, praying, praying, keeping reading scripture, scripture over and over. So that happened. Now, I mentioned I was going to to Oh God, I Love Rock and Roll. Let's see if I have any time left here. Oh, I got plenty of time. Of course, I can stop anytime I want, but let's talk about Oh God, I Love Rock and Roll because that's the cool chapter for me. Now, it starts off saying, in my recent chapter I wrote, entitled Fake News, I closed out by referencing a song quote, Tonight There's Going to Be a Jailbreak, Offering bonus points if you could reference this song and the group behind it. Well, I YouTubed it to hear Thin Lizzy rocking their tune, Jailbreak, bringing back pleasant memories of life before I was saved. Quote, unquote, saved. I led a rough existence before turning my life over to the Lord, which included a lot of jamming on rock songs like that one, staying up, staying up late partying, and generally just living the carefree life of a smart-ass teenager. I didn't know the lyrics of the songs I jammed on, by and large, because I just wanted to jam on the bass and drum part. And someone else was always in charge of singing. That was short-sighted. Turns out a lot of the great bass players sang their butts off, and it's a way to increase your value as a musician. John Wetton just passed away, and in looking at his life, which I had thought was that of a great bass player, turns out he was an incredible singer. His was the voice on those old Asia and UK tapes that I had heard years ago. And I guess the reason I didn't think of him as a vocalist was because of King Crimson, a band he was an original member of, not known as a vocal band, I didn't think, but wrong again. The Court of the Crimson King is a vocal tune, easy money. Turns out I wasn't that big of a Crimson fan, except that I was in love with some of the players that came through the band, like Bill Bruford, and Alan Holdsworth. That's the part I cared about. Their jazz fusion records changed me forever. Why do I care about all this right now? Because it represents to me life before being born again, which pretty much ripped my life in half and not for the better. Beforehand, yes, I was confused. I smoked a lot. and just thought about rock music and jazz fusion, drinking beer socially, and looking for a girlfriend. Um, I was making mistakes, but nothing on the level of announcing to the world that I was saved and had given my life 
over to Jesus. Wait? What? Uh, <laughs> I guess the thing, I'm supposed to say, wait, wait, what? <laughs> anyway, I guess one thing that changed a lot is that I don't swear so much right now. No, I don't swear much at all. Right there I said what? I wanted to say, what the heck? What the F? But I have been trained not to speak like that. I rarely use the F-bomb. But in high-stress moments, it does come out. Okay, blah, blah, blah. I was a wanderer without a plan. And so I wandered the globe, plugging in my bass guitar whenever I could. That was the extent of my life's values. I didn't have a moral compass or a code of ethics uh, that I could refer to. That took me to college and on the road, traveling to 15 states or so and a few foreign countries with my one goal still in mind. When can I plug in my bass guitar? Well, what's the whole point of this chapter? Gotta skip a little bit. Uh, the accepting Christ decision was just as unplanned and random as all the other stuff going on in my life at that time. Why not turn it all over to the Lord? There was nothing else going on worth living for. Well, that is bullshit. Just because a kid is wandering around and hasn't found his way yet does not mean he needs to step off a cliff. Save me, Jesus. This is an American tragedy which just happens to be my life. And it started long before that fateful decision day. And it goes on and on because this stuff has real life-altering consequences. And I don't mean in the goo-goo-ga-ga, thank-you-Jesus way either. It's not a great day when a 23-year-old votes to alter his life permanently by believing in Jesus. But when parents file their six- or seven-year-old down the aisle to say, baptize me, it's also a tragedy. Hopefully, when they grow up, they'll be strong enough to become unshackled voluntarily. But at what cost? Now, you may have noticed that inside joke referring to the radio show that came out of Chicago telling stories of people in dire straits coming to Jesus and becoming organ swell, unshackled. Well, here's the truth. I was shackled almost irreparably because of that fateful decision. What a mess. Stop, get your shit together, and carry on. <laughs> so that is my chapter on rock and roll, the other chapter on fake news. And... Yeah, it says a lot. I just think it's interesting to, to compare the whole fake news phenomenon with the Bible because there's so much about the way the news was compiled and curated that's not necessarily true. I mean, if I were to put it in a news story in 2019, I don't think I could. It's a story. It's not it's not news. If you try to put it out there like it is news, like, oh yeah, Jesus really did walk on water, or Jesus changed water into wine, this is true true stuff. This is actual news news. I've got to cry you know, fake news. This story is just a story. It's not like actual news. It's Now, some people study this and they get PhDs in it, you know, 
New Testament studies and such, you can go get your master's, get your PhD, and teach about New Testament studies. And then you can prove or to discuss the historical nature of a lot of these writings, because there's a way to evaluate writings as being historical or not historical. And I did write about that a little bit somewhere in my book, but there are different things that need to be true for a piece of writing to be considered historical writing, to be considered reliable. It needs to be backed up by a couple of other sources. And so uh, what scholars do is they study the writings of other people at that same in that same time period, and they look for clues to say, was this really true, what was happening? So when they're writing about Jesus, they could find other writers writing about Jesus and what period of time was that? And they look for uh, clues to say, this, this is probably true, this probably did happen. Because so much of what was written got confused, got messed up a little bit, it was copied, it was ghostwritten, it was curated, whatever. But if enough other sources uh, write about the same thing, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for again, um, they confirm that something is basically historical. So you could say, yeah, this is basically true, the size of Nazareth, for example, or the amount of people who died in a particular year or something that happened to a king. A lot of things, these things are written about. And how do we know that they're really true? Well, scholars study those things in history class. But is it really necessary to get a PhD in history in order to believe in Christianity or not? I don't think so. First of all, I think that it all comes back to believing in God or not believing in God. Because right off the bat, we're talking about a mythological phenomenon. It's not something that's news at all, discussing God. Yeah, we could write about the fact that a lot of people did believe in God, and they continue to believe in God. They come up with all sorts of gods. And gosh, the Church of Islam is so large, and they all believe in a god. Christianity, Catholicism, it's huge. And they all believe in a god, one god or another god. But the, the thing that got me was to say, well, can I just start over with that? Because if God is not real, what's all this other stuff? Why, why do we even, why are we still reading the Bible? It's a history book, and I think that's been confirmed. There's some aspects of it that are probably true to history and verifiable. Certain things about uh, kings coming and going. That stuff is relatively verifiable based upon other writers. But one thing for sure is that nobody's verifying that there's any God. 
I mean, you're going to have some people that are saying they had a vision. Okay, God spoke to me, or I heard I heard him tapping my shoulder. But we all know it's just it's obviously not real, but it's just something that we repeat over and over to help ourselves get over the the tragedy of death. And we've all lost a loved one. And it's 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 brutal. And it's final. And so the thing that that Christianity offers is the fact that death is not final. Death where is thy sting? Blah blah blah. Well so so through Christianity people are believing that death is not the the last chapter. It's not the it's not the end. And with that little bit of hope, people go forward, believing in some sort of dream, I guess, some sort of rainbow floating around, that they don't have to be afraid of death because there's life after death. Wow. See, I'm just not going to go there anymore. And I don't believe there is a God. I believe in human beings. I want to help other human beings. I want to appreciate them. I want to teach them. And I want to listen to them and, and learn from them as well. But I went through a jailbreak and I loved it and I'm going to stick with it. Let me just play a little bit of that going out. <laughs> if I can still get that sound going. There you go. Some of us won't survive. See the boys in new mean business. Busting out dead or alive. The boys, you know. I can hear the hound dogs on my trail. All hell breaks loose along with Sarah's will. At the game, if you lose. One, two, three, four. Tonight is gonna be a trail break. Hey, thanks everybody. That was fun. Don't forget that you can go to anchor.fm and search for Richard Blaine, or it's anchor.fm. Anchor.fm slash Richard Blaine, or just look up Oh the Humanity and say, Hey, I want to support this podcast. You know, uh, we would, I would just love that. I'm going to keep on doing more episodes, talking about more chapters that I've written in my book called Oh the Humanity. And feel free to leave me a voice message too. You can, from Anchor, you can click on voice response and send me a voice response and maybe. You have a different opinion, and I will listen to it and consider sharing that in my next episode. Thank you.